On Saturday in Peterson's last game as head coach of the Huskies program, he will take on an old program and a consistent participant in the Vegas Bowl, Boise State. The Broncos are 12-1, and are disappointed that they're back at the Vegas Bowl, feeling like they should have been invited to a better game. This is the last time many players will don the purple and gold. Huskies fans get to say goodbye to some major contributors that put Washington back on the map. Nick Harris, Benning Potawai'i, Miles Bryant, Aaron Fuller, and more will take the field one more time. This is Fourth and Inches Husky Maven. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jake. And we're like Hermie and Yukon. So as easy as the last one was, I have no idea. Her- <laughs> okay. Hermie and Yukon. Is that like yeah. a Disney is that like a Disney thing? I it's not like Disney. It's like a- what season are we in? Christmas season. Uh-huh. I got I got nothing. I don't know. It's it's the elf and the um, the mountain man from Rudolph. You know, I just watched Rudolph the other day, but I, I clearly wasn't paying attention. Yeah, so the el- uh, Hermes, the elf that goes with Rudolph, and then okay. Yukon's the big burly guy that helps uh, figure out how to help the abominable snowman. The guy with the axe. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, Hermie wants to be a dentist. That's right. Yep. (laughs) Washington's in Vegas as we speak. What are your thoughts uh, about this matchup with Boise State? You know, I think it's funny that you mentioned that Boise State's disappointed in playing Washington. Because more so, I think Washington's disappointed that they're playing Boise State in Vegas. You know, when, when we came into the season, you and I both had really high hopes with this team. You know, we have a former five star quarterback. Uh, a lot of people were disappointed with how Browning ended his career. And we finally get a quarterback and we have so much talent around him. And the season's kind of been a dud. We lose to teams that we shouldn't have lost to. And for us to be in the Vegas bowl against Boise state, as opposed to where we've been the previous three years, which is in a new year six bowl. I think we have the right to be disappointed more so than Boise state who's 12 and one that plays in an extremely poor division, not a non-power five conference. And sure, you're 12 and one, but who have you beat? You got, you got beat up by BYU that got blasted by us in BYU. So you could be as upset as you want. You belong in the Vegas Bowl. When you're like, oh, whoa, Boise State's 12 and one. These aren't the Chris Peterson Boise State teams that were going and playing Georgia. No. They, they they went uh, to their credit. They went to Florida State. They did not know that Florida State was a dumpster fire when they scheduled that. No, but you can't even count that. I mean, that's not even their best win of the year uh, because of like because of the dumpster fire that Florida State was. That's right. how bad Florida State was this year. Yeah, I know, and they don't really have any great wins on their schedule. Um, the two intersecting places that I see Boise State, I'm sure that we could get deeper into it and see some more. But the two that stick out to me most is they um, they handled Air Force, who beat Colorado, who beat us. So that's the probably the most roundabout way to look at it. But the one that sticks out, obviously, is the BYU loss. Washington dominated that BYU game from start to finish. 
And, um, you know, Boise State made a comeback and uh, fell short against BYU. So uh, they don't belong in a New Year's Six Bowl. They belong in the Vegas Bowl. And I think a 7-5 and five Washington team is a very appropriate um, opponent for this 2019 version of the Broncos. Yeah. I, I think with the way that the, the Boise State schedule panned out, if they would have gone thirteen and zero, they still wouldn't have made it to a New Year's Six Bowl. Just be uh, well, they they would because they would be they would probably be the the power, the group of five school that represents. You think Memphis has Memphis. a loss, don't they? Yeah, but I think Memphis played a lot tougher of a schedule than Boise State. Yeah, but the the argument will be how do you keep the argument is no, I I agree with you. I I would never put this team in over Memphis. Even one with one lo- uh, even with no do, losses. Do you want? But that their, would be the argument. Do you want to hear their their schedule? I'm looking right got, at it. There's nothing. They got there. Marshall. They got Portland State. They got Air Force. They got UNLV. Hawaii. That's okay. Wyoming. New Mexico. I mean, n- they beat Hawaii twice this year. But I think that's like their best win is Hawaii. In Hawaii in the Mountain West Championship. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. A team that Washington um, dominated, so I guess yeah. they have two teams that they've that they have common opponents. You know, and you look at this league. Wyoming was was mediocre. Um, New Mexico was awful. Colorado State was bad. Portland State, an FCS school, um, their best win, Hawaii or Air Force. To be honest with you, yeah, and and that's just not going to cut it. On the flip side, Washington doesn't have their best win is probably USC. Yep. Um, so they don't have a ton of great wins either, but their median win is much higher than Boise State's. Yes. I, I firmly believe that USC would have smoked Boise State. Right. Especially the way that USC was playing latter in the year. Sure. I'm stuck on this Boise State being disappointed that they're playing us, um, but they can they can kind of bitch all they want. You better you better start playing somebody before, like Gonzaga basketball does. They know that their their conference is weak, so prior to conference play, they they schedule a packed schedule to prove that they belong where they belong. And Boise State just flat out didn't do that this year. So, you know, I guess tough s you know. And that's the thing, because the reality is that Florida State game should have been their marquee win, and it just didn't work out that way. And they, you know, and that's the that's the price you pay playing in the league that you play in. Right. Um, let's take a look at at their total defense and total offense, just their their team stats. So their defense is comparable to UW. Boise State comes in ranked thirty fifth in total defense. Washington at 39th. Um, the big difference is their offense comes in at 38th and ours comes in at 74th. Whenever I look at those, though, man, you always have to take what you have with a grain of salt. Right. Because look at the teams that Boise State is putting their numbers up against and look at the teams that Washington is putting their numbers up against. Power five versus non-power five. Exactly. Washington has Boise State's schedule. They, they are 13-0. and 0. Right. And that is the reality of it. Washington, there's, I can't think of a, a player at Boise State that would come here and start for this Washington program. 
Curtis Weaver. Yeah, exactly. So if that's the case and we have a, a coaching staff that should be able to um, outmaneuver, uh, and that's another question that I have, uh, that, that should be a better coaching staff than they have at Boise State, Washington should win this game easily. Yeah. Now, this question, there's no way to answer it um, correctly because we just don't know. Is Chris Peterson going to be running this this game, or is he going to be, or is it going to be Jimmy Lake? Oh, um, are you asking for my opinion? Your opinion and your opinion only, because that's the, there's there's no right answer to this because we don't know. I'm gonna base this off of something that I've watched earlier on Twitter, and that's there was two senior offensive linemen that carried Chris Peterson off of the practice field this week during their last practice. I think that was their farewell to him. And I think uh, Jimmy Lake's going to coach this game. I tend to go that way too. Um, I think that I, Chris Peterson said that, you know, he doesn't want to play Boise state and that's fine. Um, But I really, and I, I genuinely hope this, that instead of being stressed out with the week's preparation, and I know he's going to be involved, but I would really like for him to be able to just enjoy this last experience um, as the, as the figurehead at Washington and really let coach Lake allow him to evaluate his staff in game. You're not going to be able to change a ton of uh, there's not going to be a ton of difference between schematics from um, from the Apple cup or any of the regular season games to now, because there's just not been time for Lake to be able to put his own systems in place, but there's an opportunity for him to at least um, take the reins to see if he can work with some of these guys. Cause I was in uh, some conversations with some guys today on Twitter about Bush Hamden and whether or not he's going to stick around. This is a great opportunity for, Hamden to uh, make his case for Bush Hamden to make his case. He better make a real strong case. I think this Washington offense needs to with two weeks of practice needs to come out rolling and on fire and not do that for a half like they had against Oregon and Utah, but continue rolling throughout the entire game and not go through those, those second half lows that they had been going through. Well, and I think that'll be the major difference, especially if they get up early in this game. You will know who's um, in charge with how they play in the second half. Because if they're up two scores and they go into a shell, you're watching it's Chris Bush Peterson. It, you're you're oh, watching Chris yeah. Peterson's offense again. If yeah. if they keep attacking and not run up the score, but but to to keep scoring, um, to not allow Boise State to get within a few scores it's yeah. that's absolutely coach Lake. I a hundred percent agree. And like you said, I mean, you're never going to know until you watch the game, but my instinct is that Lake will have the game calling duties. I, yeah. And I, I just, Personnel I, calling. I see it go in that way. I mean, no so. better, no better practice than a bowl game right now. Right. Right. Jake, who's your pick for offensive player of the game? What I really want to see is that same fire that Eason came out with yeah. in the Apple Cup. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen because it's a bowl game in Vegas versus an opponent that um, none of us wanted to see. But I, 
I, I'd like to see Easton come out on fire and absolutely control this game from start to finish. Keep that leadership role that you had the entire Apple Cup game. What's your what's your lean? First blush right now, staying or going? Going. Okay. You? Staying. Oof. Third round. Okay. Third round grade isn't gonna cut it. Yeah, probably not, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. The the fan base but, is absolutely split. One thing I do worry about during this game is the aforementioned Weaver, the linebacker, he has 13 and a half sacks on the air. And Eason is prone to getting a little bit of happy feet in the pocket and escaping the pocket a little bit too quickly when pressured. And this kid obviously has the ability to pressure the quarterback and to get home. So I'm a little bit worried about him. He will be on the right side of our line. So that, that falls on Wattenberg. And uh, he needs to have a good game. And even I mean, even if he was on the left side this this game, we don't have Trey Adams. So it'll be somebody that hasn't seen the field a whole lot this year. And uh, you know that could be that could be a little bit of trouble for this offense. With that being said, who is your defensive MVP going to be? You know, I want to say Joe Tryon because I think that he could have. He, he's trending in the right directions. He's had a great year. Uh, but I'm going to go with a senior. Miles and Bryant. I am going to go with Knew Miles it. Bryant. You're exactly <laughs> right. Look for him to be able to be unleashed to become that playmaker again and uh, stop being that safety blanket. You could see him on some safety blitzes, more up towards the line, maybe an interception. Uh, I think he's poised to have a You know, and game. I actually think it's going to be Elijah Molden. I, I've been extremely <laughs> impressed with him all year. And I know, I know yeah. you, you, you're a sucker for the feel-good story, and that's cute and everything. But I, I feel like Elijah Molden on this defense, especially in the secondary, has been the player of the year. And he's kind of been all over the field for oh, this yeah. defense. So, I mean, I'm going to continue with that trend and, and, and go with Elijah Molden. So the, the spread is three and a half. I think both of us are feeling pretty good that Washington is going to cover. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, I see this. Honestly, if if Boise State comes in here pissed off that they're not at a better bowl game, they're going to get absolutely boat raced in this yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's the Nebraska um, deal, right? It's not just the Nebraska deal. It's also the, the fact that Washington is playing for their brand-new head coach. They're playing for their coach that's retiring. Um, I think this is – Absolutely one of those games where Washington's going to come out with their hair on fire and show the nation that um, they're going to be a team next year that te- that everybody has to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. I think they win by 14. I hope so. All right, guys, that'll do it for Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. Go ahead and tell your friends about our podcast. Go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review. Give us those five stars. Also, check out our other podcast, Husky Hardcore with Jake and I, and also Noah Dickerson. And for daily great content, go to si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington. Go dog. Go dogs.